In today's podcast, I want to discuss how to handle interviews where the interviewer is deliberately trying to introduce stress to the candidate. Uh, there are many different ways that this happens, and obviously there are different ways candidates do respond, but there's only one real way to respond. So I'm going to talk about the different types of stress, stresses, techniques that can be used to uh, intimidate a candidate, and how candidates should respond. And in fact, what you're going to see in today's podcast is that what you may think is a stressful interview is not always a stressful interview. Interviewers have many different tactics, which I have also used with candidates, right? So I'm going to talk about the two obvious stress techniques, and then I'm going to talk about the less obvious stress techniques that interviewers put onto a candidate. And finally, there's only one real way to respond to this. I'll talk through that. So let's talk about the most obvious way. The most obvious one is whereby every time the candidate... Um, makes a comment or suggests a piece of analysis or even discusses a way forward, the interviewer asks a lot of questions, right? So the interviewer just constantly checks, checks, checks and digs for information. So you mentioned that you need to do a customer segmentation. Why did you? Do, why would you do this? So by constantly asking why, 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 the candidate starts questioning whether they're doing the right thing. As opposed to thinking, well, you know, is this just the style of the interviewer? And even if you're being questioned, it doesn't mean you're doing things wrong. We we tend to grow up in an environment whereby if you have a lot of respect and integrity and you have a strong reputation, you should never be questioned. But the reality is that you are always going to be questioned in a consulting interview because of the nature of consulting interviews. They want to make sure that you know what you are doing and why you are doing it. So if an interviewer questions you, it's not always a bad thing. In fact, specifically when I question a candidate, it could either be because there's something that's wrong but or the candidate says something very intelligent. But I want to make sure that they understand, or at least I want, I want to make sure that they arrived at the answer in the in a logical way as opposed to just saying it. I want to see that there was a logical thought path in there. So being questioned is not always a bad thing. So that's one approach of how candidate can be intimidated, just asking a lot of questions. The other one is obviously the the tone and manner of the interviewer. And you know one approach is you go into an interview and the interviewer doesn't want to give you anything. You know, you ask the interviewer, can I ask you a few questions? And the interviewer says, well, if you really must, or you tell the interviewer, well, you know, um, what is the client's business model? And then the interviewer says, well, if I told you that, I'd be doing your job for you. So it's, I wouldn't say it's condescending, but it's cynical or sarcastic in some ways. Candidates always get thrown by these first two. The first one whereby they're being questioned and the second one where the interviewer is deliberately stonewalling them by not engaging them. Now, if you're being questioned, the first, let's look at the first type of uh, difficulty uh, of a stressful interview. If you've been questioned, the first thing is do not assume automatically that you're doing something wrong. Do not let your confidence take it. Always understand that this is a consulting interview. You need to explain what you're doing. It could very well be the interviewer doesn't know or doesn't understand, or he's simply making sure of your thought process. But never assume that you're doing bad. There is no correlation between being questioned and how you're performing in a case. It's, whether an interviewer questions you is the interviewer's style that they bring into the case. It has nothing to do with you personally. So if I was questioned, and usually you know, I am questioned by clients, especially on the executive side, a whole host of questions about why one do things, I always methodically go through and say, okay, if I understand correctly, you're asking me this. 
Okay, then I'll list out the issues and I'll explain to them. At the end, I always ask it, and people who work with me know this, I always ask, have I answered your question? And if they say yes, then I move on. If they, if they give me an uncertain yes, I'll say, okay, it sounds like you're a little bit uncertain. Maybe you want, maybe we're going to spend five more minutes on this, and then I'll move on. But I never take it personally when someone questions me. Obviously, the, the, the tone of questioning is different. If someone questions me in a cynical or sarcastic way, and I can see that there's no best intentions, then I'll handle it differently. But you don't have that luxury in an interview. In an interview, you have to be very professional with the interviewer. You have to you have to introduce the style and tone of the case that you want in the interview. Right? That's the first thing. Now, if a, if a person is stonewalling you and doesn't want to give you anything, then it should be obvious to you that this is going to be a candidate-led interview. The interview is not going to lead, so you have to lead. You have to use language and terminology such that you are not forced to rely on feedback from the interviewer. Now, for people who work with us, you know that we do this very well. This is something we practice very well, and we actually prepare you for the situation. So even if you're doing an estimation case, rather than telling, rather than asking an interviewer at every single step, are you happy with this assumption? Are you happy with this assumption? We teach candidates to say things like, well, I'm going to go through my assumptions, and I'll assume that you will stop me if you have any questions or if you're unhappy with anything. If you constantly ask someone questions who is deliberately stonewalling you, and they're using that technique to be intimidating. Constantly trying to do the case as an interviewer-led case or a semi-interviewee-led case is never going to work, right? So those are the two easy and common ways of, of introducing stress to an interview. Uh, and I think candidates, by and large, I mean, even though you know you're not being personally attacked, just make sure that when you go into a case, you don't act like you're being personally attacked. You need to introduce the kind of... Um, uh, approach, the kind of style of speaking, the kind of rhythm into the case that you want to have in the case. Especially when, a, when an interviewer is stonewalling, he's not introducing any rhythm. He's basically sucking out emotion from the case. If you want to make it work, you should have a humorous and pleasant demeanor. I've always said that the candidates who do the best with us are the ones who are really friendly. They can make us laugh. Because sometimes, you know, if a candidate is doing something wrong or the or, or is going the wrong direction, I'll point it out. To be efficient, I'll go right to the issue. And the candidate's got to laugh about it and say, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Okay, I'll fix it. And then we move on. I do find even when we practice with candidates, the ones who treat everything really seriously, who are not willing to control the emotional dynamic of the training, are generally the ones who struggle with stressful interviews, right? But again, those are the easy ones. Just make sure, just understand you are not necessarily being attacked. Even if you are being attacked, you have to be friendly about it and show that it's not bothering you. Because in sometimes the interview may be testing to see how you'd respond to a difficult client. The point is you have to act the way you would expect someone to act who is above the issue. But those are two easy stressful interviews. Let me give you two examples of stressful interviews that you can never see coming. And I've done this with candidates, right? The first technique I use a lot is whereby I can introduce stress to an interview without introducing stress. Now, how do I do that? Well, let me give you an example of that. I did a, a session once with a German candidate, and I think it was a German or a Russian candidate. I can't remember. It was some time back. Uh, but thinking about it now, I think it was actually a Russian candidate studying in the United States for an MBA, pro MBA program. And I told her, in the next five sessions, I'm going to use different interview personalities, so just to see how you respond to it. Because this particular candidate, I felt 
was was sh was short fused. If you pushed her in a certain way, she would lash out. So I wanted to make sure she wouldn't do that. And what had happened is because we spent so much time on the obvious stressful interviews, where the where the interviewer is questioning you, or where the interviewer is stonewalling you, she was prepared for it. So whenever we 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 reverted to that tactic, she could see it. But I wanted to make sure that she wasn't just prepared for those tactics, but we had truly fixed uh, anger issues. So I did a Microsoft case with her. And I told her the client was Microsoft. And I was extraordinarily friendly with her. You know, I was really being nice to her. And I was talking about how wonderful our products are. You know, no one can really beat us. And so, you know what she told me? I think it was like 20 minutes into the case, she told me something like, oh, well, you, 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 you shouldn't be too happy about your products because they're really not that good. And she laughed about it. Now, that's a situation where I actually put, the candidate doesn't even know this, but I put her into a stressful situation and she basically lashes out at a client. By, who would ever tell a client something like that to their face? You never do it, right? You never would do that. You always give feedback in a very indirect way. Or if you're going to, I mean, what consulting firms do very well, if you're going to tell a client they did something wrong, you'd publish a generic paper, put out a you know, general video about clients in general, the sector in general, how they could do things wrong, but you'd never tell a client directly those things. And she did that. And I pointed out to her, look, you know you failed the case because you never tell a client something like this, right? And she says, yes, okay, I understand this. The other one, another common tactic I follow with, with, candid with candidates is um, where I'll tell them I'm going to be difficult with you. So I'll tell them, okay, sometime in the session, I'm going to have to do a case where I'm going to be a real jerk with you. I'm warning you up front, I'm going to push every button here. Right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to criticize everything. I'm going to be difficult. You need to be aware of that. You pick the case and you tell me when you're good to go. Now, what always baffles me about this, even though the client knows I'm going to be difficult, even though they know I'm going to push their button, I'm never rude to them, but I do pressure, put a lot of pressure on them. Why do you do this? Why do you do this? And so on. They always buckle. They always buckle. Every candidate buckles. They just freeze. And they know we're role-playing. Because I can stop the role, I mean, I basically stop the role playing after 25 minutes of the silence and the, and the tone immediately changes. But why do candidates respond in such an unusual way, even though they know we're role playing? Well, I think it's a couple of reasons that, that drive this. I think the, the first one is that um, the candidate never knows whether the role playing is continued or whether I've really become upset with them. Even though we really become upset with clients, we may put pressure on them, but we always laugh and kid around at the end of the session. So I think that. When you feel that the candidate or the interviewer is putting pressure on you because it's personal, that's still not a reason to buckle. In any case, there's a, there's a certain personal element that the interviewer is bringing to the table. The interviewer may dislike you, he may think you're irritating, he may think you're too short, he may think, well, that mannerism of you know putting your finger on your on your on your cheek when you think is just annoying. It looks like something out of Austin Powers. But the point is, just because you don't see the ca the interviewer's personal prejudices in an interview doesn't mean it's not there. So in these two cases whereby it's staged, uh, um, staged difficulty and whereby you introduce a stress by baiting the candidate, the response has to be the same. You never step out of a comfort zone. And what I did in the, in the situation with the Russian candidate I mentioned is I made it so... I made the case so comfortable for her that she thought she could tell me anything. You must never think that. You are always being judged. Always being judged. So those are the four kinds of stress tests that I generally introduce for candidates. I do others as well. Um, for some candidates, I'll call them up in an unscheduled interview. I'll see them online and I'll tell them, hey, you know, um, Walter, do you have five minutes? I want to speak about something. Other times, 
I'll call up a candidate and I'll ask them to give me feedback on something totally unrelated to cases. We're busy launching something new and I once called a candidate up and I said, what do you think of this? And what I wanted to see again was, you know, how does he analyze the problem? How does he structure his feedback? Uh, how much data does he use to give his opinion versus what he read in the newspaper? The point is, I want to do, I want to see if the person is thinking in a structured format outside of a case. And that's very important, you know, because candidates only sort of put on their structured thinking hats when they're in a case. So when, you, when you're thinking about a stressful interview, where the interviewer is really trying to make things difficult for you, my, my greatest piece of advice for you is not to imagine this is a fairy tale. You know, Hollywood and so on has made us believe that if, it's, if the movie is going to be filmed in a dark setting with evil-looking people, they're going to be evil. But if it's bright and the stars are shining and you know, you've got Michelle Williams with a red cheeks in the movie it's going to be a pretty happy movie but the point i'm trying to make is just because an interviewer looks friendly doesn't mean he's not stress testing you just because you don't feel the stress doesn't mean that he's not putting you through a situation that will make you stressful and this is an important point do not do not assume as a case is a stress test because you feel stress sometimes a case can be a stress test because they're baiting you to see how you'll respond once they give you some piece of information that you may not be know how to process, like that issue about how I so you know blatantly happy to be working for Microsoft, even though you know I like Microsoft products, but many people disagree, and this candidate obviously disagreed in person. So don't assume a stress test is a stress test because you feel stressful. Don't assume a can an interviewer is stressing you because they're unfriendly towards you. You feel they're stonewalling you. Um, you know, for example. Most people, when they come out of final interviews with me and with you know other partners, they always come back and say, well, the interview went very well. I think the partner liked me. But that's what a partner's job is. Their job is to make you feel good, carry the banner of the firm in a respectful way, but that doesn't mean you did well in the interview. So what I would recommend to candidates is that understand that a stress test can be conducted in the most friendly way. People who do screening interviews with us know that our screening interviews are not at all disruptive. We're not difficult. But the feedback that you get, some you know, it could make you feel bad inside. But we very you know, brevity is what we believe and tell you exactly what we think is happening. And you then have to respond to that. So my most my, my main my main warning is that when you when you get an obvious stress test, you should be happy because you know it's a stress test. In every other kind of case you get where you don't feel stressful, you should understand that the interviewer could be putting you through your ropes to see how you'll respond in a certain situation. And especially when the interviewer is too friendly, um, do not fall for that trap. Do not assume everything well went well because the interviewer is friendly. I mean, I've candidates that I tend to hire, I put them through a lot of hoops when I was in consulting. I'd deliberately, deliberately give them a hard time because I was, I'm going to hire this person, so I want to see if they can go all the way. The ones that I've decided 10 minutes into the case, they're not going to make it. I'll try to be very nice because they want the experience to be pleasant. But the other candidates, it's going to be difficult. I may be friendly, but there's going to be a lot of questioning. So remember, do not view stress tests like the way the movies want you to. You know, everything's dark and black and somber. Stress tests come in all kinds of formats. The bottom line is irrespective of the kind of stress test you face, you must always be polite, always be friendly, never, ever, ever take it personal, never make these comments that you can never make in front of a client or a consultant, and basically inject the enthusiasm and tone that you want the interview to have, you know, you know. I remember once I went for an interview a long time ago with a bank. It was an investment bank, and my interview didn't go well because, well, 
I really never wanted to be a trader, to be honest. You know, I don't even know what I didn't even know what traders did at that time. Yes, they trade, but that meant nothing to me. And I felt that the traders were so, you know, rude. I mean, I think that is the style. I don't think they're actually rude guys. I just think they do that to see how you respond to stress. And they'll ask me something, and I wouldn't take it personally. I'd laugh about it, and I remember I actually flipped the tables, and then for the I think for like 35 minutes of the hour-long discussion, I interviewed them. And I remember the after 40 minutes, the guy was actually telling me, "Well, that was great. We've never been interviewed before." And I said, "Yes, neither neither have I conducted an interview with bankers before." But you know, you, I kept the conversation light, and I kept the tone light. Um, and you need to do that. You need to take control of the situation and put in place the right kind of tone and language. As always, I'll be happy to comment on anything and respond in any manner.